25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And Laura, I the weekend was weird for obvious reasons. One being the Cincinnati Bengals, which we don't need to talk about. But the other being that the Blue Jackets played at 1230 on Saturday. And I actually feel like I have not regulated since then. I feel like nothing about me, nothing about my last 48 hours has been the same since the Blue Jackets played at 1230 p.m. on a Saturday. Yeah, I mean, it does uh, throw the schedule off balance when they play while the sun is still out my body runs on cbjst right (laughs) columbus blue jacket standard time and if i'm not watching a game at 7 p.m my entire clock is just all thrown off especially when i'm watching a game in an empty arena with probably the worst artificial crowd noise i've ever heard in my life as if this is new as if this was the first game ever that there was artificial crowd noise in a place as if this hasn't been part of the reality for almost two years in some way shape or form and montreal breaking news among other things still has not figured out the artificial crowd noise yeah it's not good i mean nothing compares to like our beloved mike todd and the phenomenal job he did with the fake crowd noise i always Um, forget that he was in charge of that (laughs) I always forget that. <laughs> I think it's, I, I hope it's one of the things that he says. And like, if someone has ever like two truths and a lie, like, or like, what's a fun fact? Um, Cause I think it's so cool that he just got to determine like what the artificial crowd was going to react to um, for like a whole two and a half months um, during last season. So but yeah, no, it is the, the whoever's doing it for Montreal, like either has never seen a hockey game before or like is just unsure <laughs> of when people are supposed to cheer for things. Um, you know, so it was rough. And I think it makes it more. I mean, I don't know. I know the players can hear some of it, but like, I think it just also just makes it more awkward. Now, granted, it would be worse if it was just like dead silence in there. But, you know, I just think it makes it more more uncomfortable. And it's got to make it more of a bummer for Montreal when they're having such a terrible season. Like. Yeah. You know. I mean, they have eight wins. Yeah, eight. That's that's low. That is a low Arizona number. Arizona has 12. What? Arizona has 12. Yeah, and that's that's saying something. Um, I mean, woof. I mean, the the interesting thing is though is that Montreal did uh, just fire their coach. I believe we got to see the second game or the thir- second game with Marty St. Louis as their head yeah, coach. Yeah, I think yeah, because I think they played Washington before. Yes. Um. And so there was a little bit, I think, if you if you compare the two games, because we just saw Montreal 
I think on January 30th. Um, hold on. Yes, we saw Montreal on January 30th and we beat them six to three. And then this time, surprise, surprise, we beat them again. But it was a little bit more, I don't want to say necessarily a challenge, because again, I think this was another game where we, it kind of ended up being like a, a battle of wits with the goaltenders. Um, granted, the Blue Jackets were like definitely trying and definitely had lots of sh- shots on goal, like, which was really good. That's something good to see out of them because they have been such low volume uh, shot takers as of late. But, you know, we only beat them 2 1 this time. So. Maybe there's a renewed energy in Montreal. Um, that I don't... game hurt to watch, to be honest with you. It was so. Oh my God, the second period was so boring. Absolutely so nothing bad. happened. So it just bad. was, it was like really slow ping pong. Like just <laughs> back and forth and back and Something forth. Not, not a bad way to describe it. <laughs> it was like literally well, like watching. Just... Yeah, just slow, slow ping pong. Um, And it's got to make it more difficult for the players, too, because, you know, 20 minutes sometimes for a period goes super fast. Like, just sometimes periods feel like they go so quickly. But on Saturday, that second period was like, hi, we could be done with this. Like... Let's figure some things out, but, but regardless, I mean, we did, we did win, um, Oliver Bjorkstrand got us on the board, um, pretty quickly into the first period, um, scoring his 14th goal of the season. Oliver is, I think, heard all of our pleas to shake off whatever's been bothering him and like Mm -hmm. start reducing as we know he can, um, but you know, that's really all that happened. Elvis had some nice saves. Uh, so did their goalie. Sam Montembeau. And then we go- <laughs> Montembeau. Such a um, fun name. And he really did have, like, as always, mad respect to Elvis. He had some really great saves, especially in the third period. Um, but Montembeau, I mean, he was like, not today, fellas. Yeah, the Jackets had, like, I think it was a little bit over four expected goals in that game, and obviously they only scored two. So, I mean, yeah, he played really well. It was kind of frustrating because Montreal, the biggest criticism all year, has been their goaltending. (laughs) So, of course. And I thought that was interesting, too, because obviously, you know, when your lead goaltender is Carey Price, uh, you know, arguably one of the best goaltenders in the entire NHL, is out for the foreseeable future. Um, due to some personal issues, um, you know, you don't kind of, you don't really know where the rest of your franchise stands in that notion. But Jody and um, Jeff were talking about it, and <laughs> Montreal weirdly has like an odd amount of goaltenders, like both in their pipeline and like currently playing, like subbing in for Carey Price. Mm-hmm. And so they were talking about um, him and they were like, he knows that if he doesn't perform well, 
that there aren't going to be he's like he he's very aware that he more than likely won't stay in Montreal but he if he doesn't play well no other teams are going to want him so essentially he's like trying to perform for his own trade value essentially right and he's doing that like he's absolutely doing that he gave our guys a run for their money um and like we said absolutely nothing happened in the second period but goalies making saves um definitely was a goaltenders game if you're into watching goaltenders you had a good time on saturday yes um but then we go into the third period and mr young well he's not technically considered a rookie anymore because well no i guess kind of cole caulfield um the youngin in Montreal. Um, He's having like a really, really bad season. It's like absolutely. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Terrible. I feel bad for him. He, you know, did a lot of great things for them at the end of last season with them making a, a solid run for the Stanley Cup. And, you know, he was a huge part of that and then came back this season and things were not going well. And he got sent back down to um, their. A- AHL affiliate? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He got sent back down to Laval. Um, and there were some really sort of very hurtful things that were said about him <laughs> by like, you know. <laughs> and it's just oh not God. fair. Like, it's, it's just not so... fair because it's the same speech I give all the time about what people say when we send players back and forth to Cleveland. Like, he is just starting. Yes, he has incredible skill, but he needs some time. Don't be a dick. I still can't believe the Utica Comets did that. For people who don't know, the Utica Comets, which are the, um, oh my God, why am I blanking? They're the New Jersey Devils AHL affiliate. (laughs) They shaded Cole Caulfield when he had gotten sent down to Laval and they were playing, obviously, and um, you know, they're like, Hey, Cole Caulfield, I thought you were supposed to play in this game. When are you gonna show up? <laughs> it was just like, Oh my god, and like they added him and everything. I mean, I just have never seen that kind of like I've never seen that kind of play from a from a team social media page. I you know me, I live for the petty, I live for the drama. So for me, I was like, Wow, like wow. That that to me this season that the social media content always gets better. It never gets worse. I mean, in terms of, you know, that, in terms of the hurricanes, again, the Canadians are a part of this too, right? Like, <laughs> like they can't get a break on social media. And honestly, do they deserve one? Because it's been rough. But yeah, tagging individual players, probably not cool. But I did laugh. Yes. Um. So yeah, Cole Caulfield gets them... Um on the board early on in the third period. And then it's just this battle of wits, which is what I hate about one, one games in a third period. Cause it's literally any, any person's game at that point. And for the blue jackets, that doesn't normally like work out in our favor. Um, <laughs> and so it was kind of like nerve wracking. Um, and I was listening to the game at this point. Cause I was, on my way to my monthly self-care of getting my nails done. Um, and they're real cute. No one's going to see this, but they're very cute. Um, 
And so it was it was nerve wracking listening to basically the set middle 17 minutes of the third period, just hoping and praying that Montreal did not take this lead. And then by golly, with eight seconds left to go in the third period, Mr. Patrick Line um sends one home and we take uh this game two to one over Montreal and thankfully do not have to go into overtime. And I think it'd be a really good thing if I, you know, unmuted my mic when I went to speak, but I did not. So kind of going back to my original point, um, I say that, but it's just interesting because the Jackets obviously are 8-1 and one in overtime this year. So, like, I'm not mad about us going into overtime, especially against a team like the Canadians. Like, I would it would have been fine. But I think that just added to the excitement of um, of the game, right, is for Patty to score a power play goal nonetheless with – with eight seconds left, I mean, it's just not th- those kind of things. And oddly enough, the latest Blue Jackets goal ever scored in a game to win a game. Yeah. Like, Patrick Line is just. What? I was going to say 21 years into a franchise, and it just seems like surprising to me. I know we've tied games late. I mean, even in the playoffs, I want to say, I don't know how late Brandon Dubinsky's goal was that tied Pittsburgh in our first ever home playoff win, but. I know it was late. And so I don't know. It's just a weird piece of Blue Jackets lore that Patrick Line now holds on to. Um, he also holds on to being the NHL second star this week. He does. I was so excited to see that notification come up on my phone today um, that Patrick has been named the overall NHL second star of the week. Um, it's not often that a Blue Jackets player gets named to one of these positions it's not often that the blue jackets as of late get named to things like you know the sweet 16 weekly so we'll see if you know we edge our way up into that this week or not but i was so excited for patrick i mean he's truly on an incredible streak what are we like seven games now with him um, He's six games into a point streak. Uh, he's seven goals, five assists, and 12 points total. I mean, which is just amazing. Like, yeah. it is definitely what he has been wanting to accomplish. It's what all of us have been wanting him to accomplish. And it's such a nice boost to the team where we're still, you know, in the land of uncertainty. And, like, as we've said this whole season like you know whatever happens happens like you know it's just nice to have these moments though where like we are winning games where we're on our first road trip of the year where we're actually like winning games (laughs) and not just getting you know the poop stomped out of us um regularly why why then did you why then did you decide to yeah, I don't advocate know why. for our not being an explicit podcast. <laughs> we definitely are an explicit podcast. I don't know uh-huh. what's wrong with me. Um, but no, it's nice. And it's nice for him to get that recogni- recognition on a league-wide um, platform as well. So hopefully this just means more, more exciting things to come for Patty. And, you know, 
more exciting things to come as we still have two more games on this road trip. Yeah, and what's interesting, so Patrick Line, of course, the number two star of the week, but Jacob Markstrom was the first overall star of the week at Calgary Flames goaltender. So, yeah. you know, battle of wills coming up on on Tuesday when the Jackets play the Calgary Flames. Kind of a little bit of a foreshadow there. But, yeah. I mean, I, think, I have very middle-of-the-road expectations. Like, and, again, kind of also a weird little moment. The Blue Jackets played the Montreal Canadiens and Tyler Toffoli on – Saturday, well, they'll play the Calgary Flames and Tyler Toffoli on on Tuesday. Yes, pretty major, <laughs> pretty major trade between um, Montreal and Calgary today, um, which we haven't seen really a trade in a long time. So it was like I, I almost switched. thought it was one of those like fake accounts at first when I was scrolling through because um, we haven't really seen any trades as of as of yet uh, late, if I can talk. Um, it's just a podcast. You don't need to. Funny. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so we will we will play him again on Tuesday tomorrow or tonight, whenever you're listening to this. Yesterday, but, maybe even. Yesterday, maybe even. Time is a flat circle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so, and honestly, like going into this, we knew Calgary was going to be the most difficult out of. I would say Calgary and Washington, we assumed would be the most difficult of the teams for us to face. Obviously, things ended up turning on our side for Washington. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, what sort of happens when we face Calgary. But, I mean, the, the boys have a lot of, like, really solid energy behind them. Like, three straight wins, like, pretty decently, you know, good wins. Like, a lot of them are having really good moments. Um, so who knows? I mean, it is a late one. It is at nine. <laughs> Which I'm actually not mad about because I'm actually going to be able to to watch it. Oh, that's true. Because you'll be done um, ta er, taping. Rec Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not even recording that. I'm going to the camp concert. Oh, that's right. Oh, I'm wearing my Kim Atkinson shirt. Wow. Yeah, if no one knows, Kim Atkinson loves camp. I'm so excited for it. I, <laughs> I'm so manic. I'm also picking up my keys to my apartment tomorrow at six, and then I'm just going over to this concert. Jeremy lives a exciting life, everyone. By myself, might I add. Like, I'm going to this concert, like solo which is which is fine i'm actually kind of into it what i tell laura and i think she takes it personally but i don't mean it Sometimes i do take it personally i'm not even sure how he's gonna word it but i do take it personally <laughs> sometimes i just really enjoy like going to things alone so like before laura really got into hockey i had two season tickets for like the longest and i would literally just go by myself sometimes just, like i don't know why i enjoyed that but like I'm planning on doing that with Griffin's games here, and but I've never gone to a concert solo. So this is the first time I've gone to a concert solo. You know what's also fun is sometimes he's gone to games alone when I'm there. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I have done that. So that's why I take it personally. <laughs> to be fair, I think for one of those, I gave you the tickets and you took somebody else. And then I was like, actually, I think I also want to go. And so I just like went. I took Megan. Yeah. See, I mean, 
We all won. It was a good time. Mad damn that bitch would much rather sit with you at a game than me, and that's a okay. So I had my little my little popcorn over. I think I was what like two sections over from you all. Not even. You were literally thinking the next season, the next section over. I cannot speak today. And you know what? You don't have to, as long as you can do one thing. What's up? Win some freaking money on DraftKings. As I would like to do that. Find a way to win some money on DraftKings. And folks, we're not talking about the Super Bowl anymore. Actually, we're just never going to talk about the Super Bowl again. Um, but what we're going to do, um, Laura, this is a little bit of trivia, and you're going to get mad at me for it. Um, oh, God. The NHL has 82 games in a season. Is it? Uh, do you know the other league that also has 82 games in a season? The NBA? Yes, and Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. Look at me sounding like I know what I'm talking about. Basketball, here I am. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win, and it's really that simple. And if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. So my Ohio residents, this one's for you. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. You're going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, 21 and older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call the tech. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK-467-369. Wow, they're throwing it. We, uh, this is going to be my trivia. I feel like I've said this on the show before, but I will know every gambling resource in every state before I die. <laughs> I'm like convinced of it. They do keep just be adding all those words. They really do. And um, are you, have you watched any of the Olympics this year? Um, well, as I've said before, I was really into Sean White and his progress. Oh, yes. So I watched when he was there, but then his career came to a very sad end when he missed the podium. God, um, so unfair and anticlimactic like i know that the sports world can't build to our whim but like when there are stories like that i just think it's so dumb whenever <laughs> i just wish that there was like a redo option like a mulligan like every player like every person got gets one like i'm not just saying gave it to sean white but like every when you get to this level i just feel like you should get a mulligan and you can try again um, it sounds right to me. But it, that was very sad, and I feel for him, and I hope that his return to the States and readjustment to his retirement um, goes smoothly. I mean, he is one of the most notable athletes of our time, so I'm sure he has all the help and resources that he needs, but my former higher ed self is coming out and 
being like this drastic life change, it could be, you know, potentially very difficult. So he may need to. Yeah. But I imagine also refreshing though. Like, could you imagine like, what, what is that? What must that feel like to like, well, yeah, he's been in the professional sports spotlight since he was like 12 so and he and i even though we don't disclose my age are basically the same age ish it's just wild to me like that would be such a weird life to live i obviously bring up the olympics for a reason we're going to talk about hockey at the olympics but i don't want to talk about that yet what i want to talk about is why does anyone and maybe i've talked about this on the show again but i want to reiterate it do lose your skeleton I don't believe you've talked about it on the show. We we talked about it. Um, I think they have a death wish. I mean, people and... literally die. Like, that's not even me being dramatic. Like, people have literally, literally died doing it. Yes. And I think skeleton is worse. Because, like, your head is, like, like do you know what I mean? Like, you're, like, going head first down this hill. Yeah. Can you? It is. Can you watch I'd rather, the do, I'd rather do bobsledding because at least you're contained. Well, I was gonna say, have you do you watch the bobsled competition without thinking about cool runnings? Like, because I can't. No, but fun fact: the Jamaican bobsled team of four. This is their first time back since like 2008. I love it. That makes me happy. Things like that are good. I'm trying. I don't to know how well they did, but um, yeah. Oh, Getting there after the battle. I'm trying so hard to find the stats for the Olympics, and it is not going well. It is so not going well. For hockey? Yeah, can you tell I'm stalling by talking about every other sport at the Olympics other than other than hockey? Wait, also, can we talk about, have you watched the short track relays for ice skating, for, like, speed skating? For speed skating? No, but I used oh, to watch them when um, what's his face Apollo Ono was. I listen. Here's the thing that blows mind: how, like, literally, how do they do it? <laughs> like, because for me, and not I kill saw, each other. I'll say it again. And not kill each other because, like, they're so close together and going very fast and. On very sharp blades. Well, yes. Definitely that. But it's also just like... They just all... Like, you know how like you do like baton passing when you're running in track? Yes. The way that they do it in speed skating is ridiculous. <laughs> it is like the world's scariest thing. They literally just push each other. They literally just get in line and push each other. And that's manic. That's absolutely manic. And speaking of manic, I need to find these hockey stats before I lead us down an even darker hole. I have seen some of the figure skating, particularly like the couples figure skating, because there's a couple love stories. Um, Ooh. I don't know any of their names, but... Is that our new spinoff? (laughs) Is the love stories of figure skaters? Um... Well, no, because I just think I just think figure skating is beautiful. Um, I obviously have said on here before I could never I will 
never be able to skate to save my life. Um, but it's just so fun. And like, I I don't know if have you seen the, anything about Jonathan Van Ness's new show on Netflix? Oh, I've heard about it, but I haven't like watched it. It's like the show version of his podcast. So it's called oh, Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. And I think it's six episodes. And um, for those of you who don't know, Jonathan Van Ness is on Queer Eye. Um, he is the hair uh, and makeup guru. But he's also a ice skating and gymnastics enthusiast. And so he does that, a whole... wild to me. <laughs> he does a whole episode about like um the structure of professional and competing figure skating and like apparently the like judging system has recently changed like in the last decade that like really made it um i don't want to say more competitive but like more exact to like the judging um and talked a whole lot about like um similarly to hockey how figure skating is like not a very accessible sport um, because you oftentimes have to have a lot of money um, to be in it and you have to have, you know, parents that are able to, you know, take you all over the place to be in competitions, to go to trainings. And like um, they were highlighting some of these really incredible like inner city programs that are obviously in bigger cities um, to help get more, um, I don't want to say underprivileged because that's not really right either, but like more a larger scale number of kids um, able to participate in learning how to figure skate. And it was really, really cool. Um, so if you're interested at all in learning about the ins and outs of figure skating, I highly recommend that episode of Getting Curious with Jonathan Vanessa. Well, and if you were curious about... Uh the stats from the Olympics I have great news. <laughs> finally found them. I finally found them. And I think Blue Jackets fans will be very excited to know that um, Blue Jackets prospect Ken Johnson, currently seventh in the entire Olympics in points. Um, he's got one goal, three assists for Team Canada, uh, which also puts him on top of their stats. So he's leading Team Canada as well, um, along with he's tied with Eric O'Dell. Um but this is, we don't care about Eric Odell on this podcast. We care about Ken Johnson. Um, I mean, really just exciting stuff, especially for a kid who was supposed to be an alternate going into the games. Um, you know, that feels really good uh, to see him performing that well. And I believe he's been skating on the third line. So even to be producing that like that, um, you know, while he's playing down a little bit, I think it's really, you, you can't be anything but excited. Yeah, that's awesome. But uh, less awesome, um, Miko Leitinen also uh, doing pretty good things for Finland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miko Leitinen. Correct. I'm trying How to you see. just never showed up. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when? Um, I'm trying to see if I could find – I would like to find – what's his name? Um, that one guy who is also – Gregory Hoffman? No. Oh, I actually am curious about that, too. Now that you say that. Show me all the former Blue Jackets. Show me all of them. Okay, let's see here. 
Oh, well, that only – why does it only go to 26? Why – literally, why does it go to 26? That is the dumbest thing. Don't know. If I scream, will you let me? Um, Only if you give out a warning that people should pull their headphones down. Thank you. Okay, so here we go. So uh, Dmitry Vronkov has uh, one assist in three games played. He has 29 penalty minutes. What happened? <laughs> What did he? What did he do? He's aggressive. No, he did something, right? Like, there's no way he didn't do something. I gotta look this up. Let's find out what he did. It has to be like a double major. <laughs> they haven't played that many games. Ooh, it was an illegal check to their head to the head. Oh. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that could be. A doobie cost in a lot of minutes. Yeah, not great. Not great. But um, nevertheless, I want, oh, Mikhail Gregorenko, three three games played, no thing, no things. <laughs> no things, okay. Mm-hmm. No things. Um, okay, so yeah, then we had uh, Gregory Hoffman. Let's check him out. Um, three games played, uh, no things. A lot of ice time, though. Jesus. Um, there was somebody else that we cared about. Or that I cared about, maybe. That was Lucas Sedlak. Let's see. Um, Sedzy Cat, three games played, one assist. All right. Love that. Love that. Um, well, Ken Johnson, really the winner in this circumstance. Yeah, I forget. Where's what's his ass from? helpful right um you're we're gonna need to get you back on that adhd medication <laughs> you're telling me oh samuel moscow there it is um i was like what country is he from slovakia in case you're keeping track at home um three games played zero points he's got 13 minutes a game he's playing 13 and a half minutes a game so not bad but then his teammate marco dano our guy two games played no goals and no assists so that's your Olympic roundup brought to you by us. And Jeremy's ADHD. <laughs> I feel like it's important to update the, the folks on the blue jackets at the Olympics. It is. It's just sometimes when we're not as prepared. I felt very prepared. I just couldn't find the damn freaking website because I honestly, why is the IIHF gatekeeping things? That's actually the next topic of our conversation. Mm. They really kind of are. That's kind of like actually they're good at that. Well, the Olympics are being held in China right now, and China doesn't even let their own people access the internet. So, do you know what's interesting though? Yes. Talking about the IHF, they're talking about replaying or rescheduling the World Juniors for August. Have you seen this? Mm -hmm. No. And so I'm going to be really interested to see what that means for Blue Jackets prospects. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for your commentary. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, it would be interesting because waiting until August makes things kind of complicated because that's normally when things like Tavern City happen and like, all that sort of stuff. We start weeding out who we're going to invite to camp, you know, because 
as long as everything goes as planned, camps and all those things are going to happen in September. And then the season will start in October. So um, it will definitely put a weird, depending on when they have it. But then that could also mean, like, say they have it in the beginning part of August. That means that a lot of these prospects are going straight from World Juniors, which is anytime you have these sorts of things, you add the possibility of injury. And so you go to World Juniors where obviously you want to, like, play your ass off for whatever, you know, team you're playing for. So you do that. There is your possibility of injury. Then you go into all these prospect situations, like the various, like, prospects invitational camps, like Traverse City, which is what the Blue Jackets participate in. There you also have another potential for injury. Then if you make it through those two things and get invited to camp, you get the whole situation of camp which also brings up the potential for injury because yes, they do injure themselves at camp. It happens a lot, actually. Um, I I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot in like a basically six week time period. And in August. Could you imagine how exciting that would be though? That would be such an exciting, I mean, the off season sucks, right? Like we all feel that way. Like it's just not fun. Like, to sit around and do nothing, especially in a season like this, where like barring a miracle, like the jackets are going to be done playing in April. And so you're going to just kind of like sit around and not really have anything to do. You'll watch other teams play, but it's not going to mean as much. And we didn't make our just... show sound really exciting. I'm so, listen, no, it, Hey, you gotta, I, I feel like we're way more optimistic on this podcast than I've heard people who work for the blue jackets be in similar situations. So I feel pretty good about our level of optimism that we bring to the show. But um, all of that to say, August would be a lot of fun, right? Like you draft in June or July and then whoever you draft, like they're, they're potentially playing in the world juniors and they're probably players who like, aren't going to make your team like realistically, unless you're drafting in the top five or you have a unicorn, like Cole cylinder, like, so it's nice. Um, (laughs) So you like, you get a chance to see these prospects after you just drafted them, which I think is really fun. And on top of that, speaking of the unicorn, you think about players like Cole cylinder who couldn't have played in the world juniors because they were with their NHL team. He would still qualify for world juniors. He's still, under 20 like he's still somebody who could play in the world juniors um kent johnson is somebody who could play in the world juniors you know i mean you get all these players all of a sudden that the blue jackets have in their arsenal that are really good prospects that could play in those tournaments and now becomes a real question of if you're on a line and do you let them <laughs> do you let them play in it and maybe the answer to that question is no, because that's probably like the smartest thing to do in terms of. Well, I think the that, answer but... is definitely no when it comes to Cole. Um, I think that now I that think we... Cole is out out aged it. I will say, like his, but but not, but yeah, he's an NHLer now. He's got himself a stylist, or his mom has just upped her game. Um, you know, he's he's got a big brother in Boone Jenner. Um, you know. He's he's an NHLer now. He's not going back to the World Juniors. I mean, hey, I I bet he wouldn't. I'm curious because, like, technically, like he could have left during the season to go play too. I so truly I don't, think. don't think they're they're going to let him, even if he was. They won't. 
they won't let Cole do it. But I think that, that would be so fun, like to just go and like absolutely ball on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or he goes and then gets some sort of like season detouring injury because he's trying to ball on everyone at World Juniors. I personally just rips his whole of- leg off. <laughs> I personally loved the use of the word detouring there. <laughs> I know. That's not, I can't speak today. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> well, friend, I think that we have gone into the abyss no. of ADHD. Yes, that's where I was getting to. <laughs> I promise that I'm not the world's worst co-host. Um, speaking of ADHD and speaking of sugar highs, Laura... Oh has a little treat. I do. So I should have just mailed you one so that you could do this too. What? Hindsight 2020. So when I was out, um, I found out that this existed through our friend Catherine um, when I saw her at a Blue Dragons game recently. But I found it out, out in the wild when I was shopping for Valentine's Day baskets for my niece and nephews. But it's the mystery valentine's day flavor fun dip and if you are on tiktok or follow the team on i think they posted it to their instagram too um everyone a good majority of people in the marketing and communications team at the blue jackets did a little tiktok video of them all trying this flavor today and what they thought um it was so now i'm going to do that and see if I, a lot of them said blue raspberry, but I feel like, isn't the one already blue raspberry? I think it's like Raz Apple is what it's called. Yeah, but it's blue. I haven't tasted it, obviously, but I do have a feeling that I think I know what it is, which is the most like man thing I've ever said in my life. Yeah, way to mansplain candy to me. Um <laughs> Okay, so I was personally disappointed to find out that the powder was not purple. Because, as you can tell, the packaging is purple. It is. Um, but there's no discernible... Are you snorting Fund Up on the show right now? I'm not snorting it. I'm just smelling it. Waft it. <laughs> Smells like sugar. Sure. Okay. I can tell that's a good one. Oh my god, look at that. Look at that yeah, coverage. Good. So yes, yeah, so the powder is blue. Oh my god, I know exactly what this is. Are you going to tell us? Hold on. <laughs> Have you ever had Smarties before? Yes. <laughs> this is crushed up blue Smarties. Does this blue do blue Smarties have like what's the flavor of a blue Smartie? Just blue Smartie? I guess like blue raspberry, but like this is legitimately smashed up blue Smarties. I'll take your word for it. Um the blue 
Okay, so I hate to tell you this. There are no blue Smarties. Yeah, there are. There are white, yellow, pink, green, purple, and orange from the Smarties store website. Well, in the purple ones, if there's not, I swear there's light blue. I think that that might be the purple. I think, I think the light blue might be purple. Well, fine. This is smashed up purple Smarties. Which is great. So I wonder if that maybe will be what it is. Do you think it's... Oh, I don't know why I'm asking you if you think it is. You haven't tasted it. Um, but I'd love to give you my input. Why is a one pound bag of Smarties $41.85? <laughs> Do you know how many Smarties is one pound worth? A case of 12 bags. Oh my God. It's literally 12 of these bags which hold... Sweet baby God. So many. <laughs> Sweet baby God. Can I no, just say how legitimately, glad I am? This is legitimately smashed up Smarties. Can I just say how glad I am that we don't... Like, there could have been any candy that would have been a part of this adventure. And can we all just agree how glad we are that we are on, like, a Smarties or a Pez kick of the fandom? Or Neko wafers. That is way, way specific. <laughs> Do you know what neck wafers are? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I definitely would not be about, or like, what about like baked beans? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I believe baked beans are by the same company that makes fun dip. So, oh, maybe baked beans will get into it. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I think Catherine has a uh, great taste in candy. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Baked beans for Jake Bean. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> they used to say that that dog was from Columbus. I don't know if that's real or not. <laughs> I think there were many versions of that dog. Well, I think one of them was from Columbus. I actually think it might have been my aunt that told me that when she worked at Medvet, but I could be wrong. I also could be giving away trade secrets, so I should probably stop. But nevertheless... <laughs> So, yeah, so my opinion is that it is smashed up blue-purple Smarties. Noted. So my guess is some sort of mixture of blue raspberry and grape. I love it. What what do they call it? Raz Apple is the one, so what would that one be? Uh, Grappleberry? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's no apple. Where Blue raspberry grape. <laughs> Blue raspberry and grape. Um, grassberry. I like it. Grassberry flavored. Grassberry. <laughs> I really kind of hate that. Well, Blue hey. grape flavored. That's what it is. It's Blue grape, Blue grape flavored. <laughs> You've heard of yellow, black, and white grapes. Now... <laughs> Not yellow grape, but the yellow grape. All right. Anyway, this has been subjectively speaking. <laughs> That's just how we end it. Like it's an NPR show from now on. It's just this has been subjectively speaking. Click. Click. <laughs> um. Oh God, where can they find us? Um. Well. What? Where can they find us? Oh, be our friend. You can be our friend on social media. 
Um, on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at Subjectively Pod. On Facebook, you can find us at Subjectively Speaking. And you're really going to want to check those out because we've said it, I think, on the, maybe we've said it on the show. I think we have. Um, that uh, we're running a promo right now on all of our merchandise uh, that features our Pride logo, that all of that will be donated to You Can Play. So you're going to want to check that out. That ends March 1st. So you're going to want to run and get that. Details and everything will be on our social media pages. So you're going to want to walk. You heard it here first, folks. He said it will be up on our social media pages. (laughs) Listen, girl, you can drag me all you want, but sometimes I be getting messed up. This is an off-air conversation. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> no. But yes, you can go to our merch store at subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com and check out all the things that are available, not only in our Pride, lo- Pride logo, but in all of our other cool, fun logos. Um, If you want to support your two favorite hockey podcasters, um, we have a website, subjectivelyspeaking.com. And again, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Um, specifically, you can do that on Spotify, but someone has got to just do it on Apple Podcasts. We've been at 38 for too long. So help your friends out. Scroll on down on Apple Podcasts. Hit that five stars. You don't even have to leave a comment. Just hit the five stars. It does it for you. And we will appreciate it. That we will. Because we appreciate you. We like you, not just your ratings of us. That's true. And, of course, we like you so much that we're going to give you another episode on Friday. Heck yeah, we are. After the Blue Jackets take on... Not only the Calgary Flames, but also the Chicago Blackhawks on Thursday night. So hopefully we will be reporting back about at least one win. We're going to give them that. 50-50 split. At least one win. Whenever the Jackets do this to us, when they're like, hey, dudes, you got to um, stay up late to record your podcast. Um, let's just say I'm not, not always in the most fun mood. When they make me stay up late and they lose. So what he's saying is at least beat the Blackhawks because we want no joy to Chicago. Yeah, I can deal. I can deal with a loss to the Flames. Please, please, please beat the Blackhawks, please. But anyway, we'll catch you then. Uh, so hopefully, y'all, like I said, go check out the merch store and make sure you check out our episode on Friday. But until then, be well, and we'll talk soon. Bye.